I do this for you. <laughs> but I don't even listen. Don't bother me with those small quips. <laughs> I'm going to tell her you said she didn't listen. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to put that at the beginning of the podcast just to see if she does listen. Aaron, Aaron, my, my wonderful girlfriend, Aaron Rogers, that is her actual name, listeners. If you're listening to this, tell me that you heard it. Love you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Intentional Grounding Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your co-host, Noah Downs, and I'm here with Luke Bisson, who is the other co-host. How are you doing, Luke? I'm fantastic. How are you, sir? Uh, you know, honestly, I'm I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, the fantasy world started to make a little more sense after week three. After week one, I was like, okay, maybe it's beginner's luck. And week two, I said, good God, this is like a bloodbath. And then week three, it's starting to even out and I'm realizing okay that team really does just suck and uh, mm-hmm. this team is actually the best team I've ever had in my life <laughs> yeah that seems to be the way it goes unfortunately I think for myself I think uh, week two was like a 60% week for me I think this week was a uh, 40 40 something percent so a little under the bar so I hope you're wrong about this being uh, the way it's supposed to be <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you who is really hoping this is not the way it's supposed to be, and that is uh, our one of our fans, Goya, from the Listeners League. He started off the year strong with 149 points in Week One. Week Two, he lost that lightning out of bottle and lost to Brian, um, who was, for some reason thinks Deion Lewis is a running back one. And uh, then in Week Three, he met the wall. He met he met the Punisher. He met he met the Titan. He met the Goliath that he could not bring down. Uh-huh. And of course, I'm talking about myself. Yep. Yeah. Uh, coming off of uh, last week where you scored 56 points, right? Shut up, <laughs> <laughs> dude. That's, seriously though, that's a that's a 56.5 to 142.5 is a is a huge swing. What yeah, uh what I, I what better for you? 2.5 this week, and I think the difference was. Actually, I have not looked at it. Um, oh, yeah, Carlos Hyde gave me 24.5 points. Antonio Brown gave me 20 points. Mm. And Zach Miller gave me 23 points. And then, you know. Oh, I like Zach Miller. I like him a lot. Actually, my, my worst scoring player was Tajay Sharp, which is what you should expect. Yep. And frankly, you know, it could have been bigger if I just started Darren Sproles. I like uh, I like Zach Miller. Um, and the whole – I. I firmly believe the reason that he's doing so well is because Hoyer's in there right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, uh, what's his name? The other guy, the one that no one wants. Oh, Cutler. That's what Jay, it is. Jay Smoking Jay Cutler. You really yeah. forgot what Jay Cutler's name was. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, he came back to uh, practice today in limited fashion. I know. It's, I hope it stays that way. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, let's, it looks like you were handed your second loss of the year, and JoJo beat you. Yep, JoJo took me down. Well, I kind of I took myself down. Uh, I scored the lowest point total of the week. It was my turn this week at sixty-seven point five. Also, uh, your your offensive player spot was filled by none other than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he got me negative three. It was the debacle. And even David Carr is my other 
quarterback in this flex league and or my goodness this super flex league is uh it's no good for me david uh david, Derek carr gave me 11 points and Fitzpatrick gave me negative three, so it was a good week. I'll tell you, though, um, I don't remember where I saw this stat, but I saw a stat somewhere um, that uh, uh, who, that Ryan Fitzpatrick threw something like four, four uh, passes that were completed and about mm-hmm. 45 yards and no touchdowns to his two leading receivers, Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall. Mm-hmm. But he did complete six passes, 56 yards and a touchdown to the other team yep yeah at the end of the day he threw 188 yards uh but he also had six interceptions total so that's a that's what that's what that's what gives me that negative three number that's a tough nut to swallow yeah well that's okay yes i guess i should have started oh anyone else (laughs) literally anyone else (laughs) literally let's let's, i mean you could have started freaking uh derek anderson and gotten more points Mm mm-hmm (laughs) <laughs> now, the most interesting game of the week, now that we know the results, though, is actually uh, we no longer have an undefeated team. And we no longer That's have a team right. that has no wins. That's right. Everybody in this team is 1-2 and 2-1. and two and, two and, one. and you know what's funny? Mm-hmm. That's because DJ was 0-2 going into the week and Brian was 2-0. and 0. That's correct, right? Yeah. And, you know, so one of them was 0-2, the other one was 2-0. and 0. They faced each other. DJ pulled out the win, but what's crazy is the symmetry. I know. 87 to 78. Well, you know what was the deciding factor in that, right? What? Like everyone else that heard that Gronk was coming back, Brian put him in, and in his flex spot, he's got a big zero. Can I tell you something? What's that? I think that uh, that, uh, Brian's homerism for the New England Patriots came back to buy him in the butt. Well, uh, to be fair, though, I mean, I literally put him in in every league that I have him because, you know, you got to play your studs. And if you took Gronk, that probably means that you have Clive Walford sitting on your bench. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you know who he's got sitting on his bench? No Jordan. other tight ends. Right. Be, well, he played both of his tight ends. Uh, that's he right. Played, he did. He did put Jordan Reed in. Jordan Reed was in his tight end spot. Um, uh, Gronk was in his flex spot. So that means his options at flex would have been. I mean, who would you rather play, Cole Beasley or Gronk? Before actually, you knew he does sports. have Eric Ebron on his bench. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, actually, neither of those people. Where's his other? Oh, he has Mariota in his offensive player spot. Yeah, actually, okay, Brian, I, I can't argue with that. I would so, start Gronk too, although I don't have Gronk anywhere. Yeah, I have him in five or seven or ten leagues. I don't know. That's, although, that's a lot. Although looking at um, Brian's team, he's also hurt by the. J.J. Watt to IR. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because he has Houston's defense. Yeah, that defense is... Well, you see, the thing, though, is the the one thing that seems to correlate is team defenses where, you know, they have an opportunity to be on the field a lot and everything and, and get those interceptions and sacks and what. Well, you know, I don't know. I, IDP seems to go the inverse of team, but yeah. at the same time... Watt, uh, he makes people around him better. Yeah, because he can do so much. That yeah, I I I I, I agree. And now let's look at another matchup that here it's um uh, it was, uh Mark versus Robert, um and Robert oh, had, yeah. had the highest scoring, 
he took he took the momentum of just crushing me and uh, took it to another win, and he actually scored 145, the highest score of the week, mm-hmm. barely edging me out for the highest score of the week. But he beat Mark, and Mark, the Wubba Lubba Dub Dubs, um, he would have beaten every other team in the league except for mine and the one he went up against. Yep, he came in third with 137. And, and <laughs> Yeah, and honestly, that is just, that's sad. That's the worst. His one his one win was when he scored 161.5 points last week, mm-hmm. um, which honestly is, I think is the highest score in the league thus far. Um, he is averaging about 130 a week. Yeah, and he's one and two. He has 399 points scored. He has he has the highest points for in all of our league. Okay. Yeah. And he is in fourth place in the Western Division. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's brutal. That is because he's had, where is he at? He's had 393 points scored on him, but when the win week he had 161, obviously, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, that's must brutal. Must have crushed it. So, I, yeah. So. I'm actually tied for first in the uh, West Division and I've had more points scored against me than for me. Mm, that's so funny. People are either tied for first or tied for fourth. I know. I love this league. Uh, let's see. Who, who else do we want to talk about here? Uh, coming up this week, I'm up against Mark myself. And it looks like he is going to resoundingly defeat me because I have a bi-week blues. Um, like, seriously, what, what the heck? I'm always projected to score 104 points against his 122. Well, congratulations, Mark. On your uh, breaking even and bringing me to even, you jerk. Um, well, just keep in mind this: uh, those those things mean nothing. I, projections are crazy. Ooh, so here's another interesting thing: we have four matchups where uh, mm-hmm. it's a two and one team going against the one and two team. Then we have yep. two matchups where it's a one and two team going against the one and two team, and another one, and the other one is. Uh, two and one team going to two and one team. So we will definitely have a first, second, and third place in each in each league here. It took me a minute to figure out where you were going with that. I was like, uh, yes. So we're, we're definitely going to have a, a leader in each. Shut up. A leader in each. Um, actually, no, because Brian and Caribbean Carews are in the same. Wow, that's horrible. Yeah. Also, keep in mind for those of you who are listening, and also those of you in this league, your Green Bay and Philadelphia players have a bye week. So, are those the sure. only two teams on bye this week? Yeah, those are the only two teams this week. It doesn't start getting crazy until I think like week ten. There's like six or something like that. Yeah, but. I I think for me that means that I have Eddie Lacy, Randall Cobb, Darren Sproles, Zach Ertz, mm-hmm. um, and Mason Crosby all out in this league. Right. Oh, 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 all out for you in this one league? Yeah. Whoa. Do you have anyone that can play? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I've got a good team. Like, right. I, I don't know but if you know this, but they call us fantasy football analysts. We haven't earned that <laughs> title, but that's what we are. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, Holy cow, dude! Hey, good for you though. That's if you make it work, where all of your guys are on buy in the same week and still like facilitate a whole team. That's the way to do it. 
Yeah, dude. I mean, and that's with me holding on to Amir Abdullah and Tyler Eifert and Kenny Dixon on my bench. Oh, a good good for you for Kenny Dixon because Kenny Dixon came back and it looks like week five is when he's going to start getting on the field. Mm, but we're going to get to that later. Oh, yeah. All right, so that's our Listener League recap. Um, I think so. Good job to everybody. If, if you're in our Listener League and you want me to talk about your team more, you want Luke to talk about your team more, although, frankly, we're both pretty good, okay? Um, <laughs> I would uh, just make sure you're right in. If, if for some reason I have not mentioned your name at all, and we're talking about this listener league, that needs to be corrected. So make sure you write in and tell me, Noah, what the hell? Oh, I forgot to bleep something last week, didn't I? <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> uh, oh. oh, man. Anyways, okay, well, uh, so we're going to have a brief musical interlude, um, and then we are going to come back and talk about rankings. And welcome back. So, after that wonderful music interlude that I will be deciding on later, um, uh, we're here to talk about some rankings, and Luke has been on top of his stuff and has done rankings. You can find these rankings on what, at our uh, partner website, Radiant.com. Now, Radiant is a wonderful site. And uh, they have lots of stuff that you can check out, lifestyle, sports, etc. They also have their own podcasts. But we do all of their fantasy football work. So you can find our rankings there, also our analysis. And um, you can go there to find our podcast as well. So, Luke. Yeah. Looking at your week four rankings. Mm-hmm. Starting with quarterbacks. Why do you have... Big Ben ranks so low. I know he didn't really show up last week, but he's Mm -hmm. still Big Ben. Um, For me, basically, it's a couple of reasons. Um, I have him, I believe, at 13th overall. Yeah. I have him that low because, one, he's going up against Kansas City. And uh, last week, Kansas City decided to catch six interceptions from uh, uh, Fitzpatrick. Uh, I I got a question. I got a question. Sure. Do you know the difference between Ryan Fitzmagic and Big Ben Raplesberger? Uh, one has one good wide receiver, and the other one had two. <sighs> you will never learn. <laughs> one of them is Ryan Fitzpatrick, and the other one's a clock. Anyways. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so confused. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, understand, I guess I kind of understand well, that, but I do I, think another, that... Another you know, reason why, though... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. He's getting Le'Veon Bell back. Right, Le'Veon Bell's coming back, and I really do think that they're going to um, sit there and feature him more because Justin Houston is obviously still out in the middle of that uh, Kansas City defense. That's so true. they're going to be able to get yards on the ground, and then he can just pass off. I mean, maybe maybe Jesse James is going to catch some here, uh, but uh, Eli Rogers has a toe issue. Sammy Coates is coming on um, a little bit, but... He's, he's it's too it's too volatile to sit there and just be like just to account for him is actually doing something. So the only guy that you really have that you can you know get balls to down deep is going to be uh, Antonio Brown, and he's going to have their really not too bad uh, secondary taking care of that. So I, I mean I think Big Ben will get balls deep in Kansas. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hold on, let me, let me try that one again. Um, I think Big Ben will get some deep balls thrown. Damn it. Uh, 
late night podcasting. I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave this in. Uh, um, so I I'm think, sure he'll, I'm sure he'll get a couple off. I think I <laughs> come on, dude. Really? All right. So we're twelve. Um, I think that Big Ben will be able to get some passes thrown pretty deep because they're going to bring some safety help in to take care of Le'Veon Bell. Um, no matter how good D'Angelo Williams is, I think Le'Veon Bell is better. Even though he's coming off injury, he's had that three extra weeks to rest. To rest, and um, they're going to feature him enough. Mm-hmm so that they're going to have to bring in their linebacker and safety help that would otherwise be covering their receivers. That makes sense. I mean, I have... Uh, Hashtag analysis. I have, I have Bell at uh, 5, and I have D. Will at 33. So I think, I, think, I think basically you're going to see Bell come in and be like, thanks for carrying the load for me. Now I'll take over. I got this. <laughs> and, Hey, yeah, that's really about it. I, I know you're old. Why don't you go get your cane? Why don't you go get your breathing mask? And uh, I'll talk to you later. Well, did you see that tweet that um, D'Angelo put out about uh, to fantasy owners who were uh, tweeting him about <laughs> about playing uh, about doing uh, not so well last week after having two stellar weeks? Uh, what did he say? He was like, you know, uh, I don't really care about your teams, so I'm gonna go prep for uh, Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> Good for good him. Stuff. Also, yeah, well, yes. I, I noticed that you have Matt Ryan pretty low as well. Yes, I do. That Panthers secondary is not good. Right. Now, the, the problem, though, and I get really a problem, but like the reason why I have that, though, is I'm going to give you real quick. Um, the, he, he is number seven on my list. Yeah. And I'm going to give you the guys in front of him real quick against the defenses they're going against, and you tell me who where you'd put them, okay? Okay. Uh, number one overall is Cam Newton against Atlanta. Okay, and that's definitely higher. Yeah. Drew Brees against San Diego. Toss up. All right. Matt Stafford, number one in the league for as a quarterback, Matt Stafford versus Chicago. Mm, that's true. Chicago's defense stinks. Phillip Rivers versus New Orleans. I actually think that's lower than Matt Ryan. Okay, so we'll put a pin on that one. Uh, Kirk Cousins versus Cleveland. Uh, I I think that that, that matchup is just going to be a bunch of not good. <laughs> I think, honestly, that's a, that could be a low-scoring matchup. Now, well, you see, the problem, though, is this. Uh, Joe Hayden is not uh, cleared to play yet. Yeah, but and we just lost D-Hall. And the thing is, though, our offense is... Are just both not really. I, I honestly, I, I, I don't think Kirk Cousins does well in this game at all. Okay, well, I, I think that he does well enough. Um, I think he's going to do a lot of dump offs to Crowder. He's going to try to air it out to uh, DJX. But who's, who's banged up? Yeah, he is banged up, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, so, but I mean, so and. Jordan Reed's still there, and Jordan Reed has to post a good game. I mean, he's putting up mediocre games, but coming into this year, he was the tight end, too. Yeah. You know, or at least he was expected to be, and he's not really showing up yet. So I think that if if he is going to be that tight end, too, or have something, be a relevant tight end, he's going to have to put it up against Cleveland. So I think that's where it's going to happen. Um, and then finally, Andrew Luck versus Jacksonville. Yeah, I can agree with that. So, okay. I mean, 
I would I would um, move Matt Ryan up three spots, two three spots. Okay, well, and to a top five status. Okay, I mean, fair enough. You know, I I, I have him there. I mean, like, right after him at number eight, I have Joe Flacco going. Yeah, I know. I just it's against Oakland. He's gonna he's gonna Mike Williams. The, the Ravens are on this bizarre tear, mm-hmm. and I don't understand it. Yeah, well, if you remember, that's why I picked him up in a bunch of my leagues. That's true. That's <laughs> very true. So moving on, um, uh, we both agree that, that Matt Ryan is an elite play this week. Mm-hmm. Um, even, yeah, with Carolina's soft secondary. Um, so running backs, I I don't really have that much issue with your running backs. Running backs are really hard to gauge right now. Um, mm, oh, they are. There, there are maybe five running backs that you can rely on. Um, and then the rest of them are running back twos. Uh, there's just so many running back twos, and we'll get to that a little bit more later. But two players stand out for me that you have pretty high that I kind of view as extremely unreliable. That's okay. Jeremy Hill, who's super touchdown dependent, mm-hmm. and Isaiah Crowell, who I just I have so much trouble trusting. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, well, for the for the Hill, more so the Hill pick for me, I have Hill uh, well above um, uh, Geo. And that's because I feel that the Miami game is going to be a Hill game because I expect Cincinnati to get out on top of them. Uh, Cincinnati's defense has the ability to take away their uh, a team's number one wide receiver. And if that happens, and let's say Landry, who is banged up right now, ends up being... Uh, uh, taken out of the equation or if they even take out uh, stills on top when they make it in that, you know, in that sense, um, the ground game is not going to do much of anything because you're going to have a running back by committee now that it's all but for sure that Arian Foster is not going to be in with his hamstring issue. Right. Uh, you have Deion Sims as the tight end because uh, Jordan Cameron's out with a concussion again. Hey, I like Deion Sims a lot. Well, I, I do too. I just think that this, I mean, this is also um, uh, uh, Vontez Verfix's uh, first week back. That's true. Yeah. So I expect it, I expect Cincinnati to get out early. And so I feel the reason I have Jeremy Hill so high is because I expect him to be playing cleanup. You know, and then as far as Isaiah Crowell, he's averaged 106 yards per game this season so far I know, on 16 I carries. That's bizarre. Mm-hmm. It is bizarre, but that is because Hugh Jackson is the head coach and Hugh Jackson runs the ball. Yeah, but I also expected Duke Johnson to get a lot of run, and Duke Johnson has gotten a lot of run. Well, keep in mind that they've had three different starting quarterbacks in the first three games. True. Now, if it, talking about game flow, you said you expect um, the Redskins mm-hmm. to Kirk Cousins to be good, which means that I think the Redskins get ahead. Is that what you were implying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the reason why Isaiah Crowell is going to be in there is because he can make things happen. Uh, if you look at Washington's run game, they at, they allow the runners against them. I believe the number was 4.8 yards per carry. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're terrible. So, so you're going to see out early, you're going to see Isaiah Crowell taking chunks out, if nothing else, to slow – the bleeding that is Cleveland's defense. That's true. Given so, the, given Vontaze perfect some time to rest because he's been out eating cheeseburgers and donuts. 
Oh, no. I'll tell you what. I can't wait for tomorrow's game. Miami against Cincinnati is going to be awesome. Yeah, I think that that's going to be a wonderful game. Um, so, and then I also noticed that you have Charles Sims pretty high. Now, it's against Denver. And I, mm-hmm. I don't really have an issue with this because I think I know why you did it. But I wanted to talk about it for those of, out there who are worried about starting Sims versus Denver. Sure. Denver is really good against running backs. Backs that all they do, like Crowell, is run. Mm-hmm. But well, they give there's... up. They give up a ton of yardage to receiving backs. Right, but there's also one stat that's out now. Ever since, uh, um, I believe, uh, ever since the beginning of this season. So in the first three games, take a guess what the average yard per carry is for a running back that goes against Denver. Well, now that you said it, I know that's going to be higher. But before you mm-hmm. said that, I would have guessed around two or lower. It's four point seven. Whoa. 4.7. And so because of that, and I do believe that Charles Sims is a three-down back or has the ability to actually you know, be a three-down back. I've, I've so, thought that for a long time. Yeah, I, I remember. <laughs> and so I expect him to be the dual threat in there. So I, I think that Charles Sims is going to have an awesome game. I think yeah. that he's going to, you know completely open it up i wanted to put him higher on my list but it was difficult to do that with you know i mean theoretic versus chicago i expect chicago I mean, theoretic to have a good game against them and, uh mark yeah and you have cj anderson up like at number two don't you uh yeah i have a number uh, three against tampa bay yeah i think that's a beautiful call yeah you know i mean so i so i i totally get what you're saying i just think that and and this may be more just reading the numbers than anything else, but the numbers tell me that if Charles Sims goes in there, he has the ceiling of having a great, great game. Yeah. Now, going to wide receivers, I don't have any issues with your wide receivers rankings. I think that you did a good job. Um, Thanks. Keeping in mind that everything's PPR, I do like where you've put Terrell Pryor. Um, mm-hmm. I think that now, now it's kind of like a buy-low time on him because I – and I know you disagree, so we'll get into that. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll, we will get to that when we get to uh, Scotty's question later in the show. Yeah. So um, then finally, tight end. Um, I noticed you have Dwayne Allen pretty high, and I think I know why. But um, you notice that Jack Doyle is taking a lot of targets and a lot of touchdowns from him. And Dwayne Allen has produced despite that. But um, are, are you you have higher than some players that I might rank ahead of him, considering that Jack Doyle is a threat. Okay, well, why don't I why don't I give my reason and you tell me uh, based on uh, who you would put in front of him? Uh, I don't really have somebody specific that I put in front of him. Just a general, okay. you know, Luke. I think okay. you're wrong. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Um, the reason why I put him in front of, uh, and I'm sorry, the reason why I put him at number twelve overall, or number twelve for tight ends, is because. Uh, one, Dante Moncrief is still out. Yeah, that's true. And so they're going to be running more um, uh, two uh, tight end sets. Uh, they have Philip Dorsett for the long ball. They have T.Y. Uh, Hilton for the long ball. So besides Gore, who they have in right now, they need to have some short, you know, shorter catches and whatnot. And they really don't have that perfect slot guy. So I, I don't see why not. They've been using Dwayne Allen in that type of role, and it seems to be working. Uh, now, granted, I don't think he has the the ceiling of a Jordan Reed or even, you know, like a Kyle Rudolph, as long as Rudolph doesn't, you know, break. But, or Dennis Pitta, as long as Dennis yeah, or, Pitta, Pitta. I mean, I, I have Pitta at number four because he's going against Oakland. I mean, come on, Oakland and tight ends. And Dennis Pitta, who's been really good lately. Yeah, well, yeah, until Mr. Glass number two breaks, and then we'll see. But, I mean, uh, 
So, I mean, now, the, the one that I was surprised you didn't have an issue with was uh, <laughs> having Hunter Henry as my second overall. I had no issue with that. Okay. I agree with that. I think Hunter Henry's a really good talent. I don't think there's much else to do in San Diego with Danny Woodhead down and um, mm-hmm. Keenan Allen out. I think Hunter Henry's going to draw a lot of targets, especially with Antonio Gates on the sideline. I do yeah, think I mean, that he had a really tough fumble last week, but you saw him keep going right back out there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, what are they going to do? I mean, he fumbled the ball. Gates isn't ready to go. I mean, and honestly, I think, you know, even before Gates was injured, I think the slope has just officially started downhill. I know. Too bad it's just not, you know, Ladarius Green didn't come out last year and it was Hunter Henry. Um, yeah, well, he might be retired. Yeah, that's true. Um, hiring, too, still. Yeah, it's very true. So, uh, well, other than that, I'm, I kind of like everything you've done. You've done a great job, Luke. And reminder to everybody out there, you can find those rankings on uh, Radiant.com. That's R-E-A-D-I-E-N-T.com. Go check them out and check out our Twitter. We'll post links to them as well there. Um, So we're going to have a brief, another musical interlude. uh, And then we're going to have a short live read for Savage by Luke. And then we're going to have another musical interlude. And then we'll be back to discuss stuff that we haven't discussed yet. Hey guys, this is Luke Bisson from Intentional Grounding, the podcast you're more than likely listening to right now. And uh, I just want to take a minute real quick to uh, talk about our uh, title apparel sponsor, Savage, the ultimate apparel company. Uh, This company, they've been killing the jersey game for sports teams around the country, and their brand and merchandise has some serious flavor. Uh, with both national and local level partnerships among a variety of sports, including uh, football, soccer, ultimate frisbee, disc golf, I love disc golf, uh, dodgeball, quidditch, and and, and some more, uh, they're ready to get you into the gear you need. Savage produces brand and customizable apparel for the active lifestyle, and you need to check them out because they're offering right now an exclusive coupon code just for our listeners so that you can get 15% off. Use the coupon code WookieTD at www.savageultimate.com to get some awesome new gear. And if you don't see something that you like, they've got a fully customizable option section to get you exactly what you need. So stay tuned because from intentional grounding the podcast you know that you're listening to uh there's going to be some exclusive like merchandise coming soon so don't forget wookie td saves you 50 percent off at www.savageultimate.com go check it out today just like that just like that just like that and welcome back everybody we have one more segment for you today, and that'll include some news, some notes, some observations, and a question from a listener. Now, Luke, I'm going to kind of let you guide us through this. Um, what are some news and notes that our fans should know about? All right, well, uh, all these news and notes coming to you right now, uh, basically they're just things that I happen to see over the past uh, 48 hours. And uh, so I'll give you one, and we can, if you want to discuss it, or we can move on. Cool. Uh, First one's fresh. It is very fresh. Uh, Seahawks signs TJ Spiller. Uh, that's not news. Okay, I agree. It's an insurance policy, I would imagine, for uh, Rawls and Procise more than anything else. For uh, I mean, the Saints, who are... if The Saints just cut it. Yeah, I know. 
I know. Uh, now, to be fair, I mean, you know, Christine Michael, after he was let go by the Seahawks, he went to Dallas and he was traded to Dallas, let go, then went to Washington, was let go, and then went back to, Seah- to uh, Seattle. So, you know, maybe they can mine something out of him, but I don't, I, I doubt it. I think C.J. Spiller might have been signed as an insurance policy for Lockett's return ability. That's a possibility. I also think that it may also, um, uh, you know, like I said at the beginning of it, uh, Rawls and Procise, uh, both of those guys have yet to fully return. And as a matter of fact, uh, as we found out last week, Rawls is going to be out four to six weeks. So, yeah, which I think is great for Christine, my owners. Anyways. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So what's the next bit in news slash notes? Uh, this one, it's kind of a, a minor one. Uh, Michael Floyd is officially out of the concussion protocol. Uh, the reason why that's even relevant at all is because uh, when uh, Carson Palmer actually can throw a ball and, and do it well, uh, besides Fitz, Pat, uh, Fitzpatrick, uh, Fitzgerald out there, you know, you had Michael Floyd and John Brown. John Brown's coming back from concussion himself, so now all three of those guys will be there. So you, we may be able to get some of that magic back. Honestly, I don't think so. Carson Palmer has been declining steadily since the end of last season. He's not returning the top five quarterback he was drafted as, and the only mm-hmm. player I feel comfortable even owning in that receiving core is Larry Fitz and Michael Floyd if it's a deeper PPR league. Mm-hmm. That, and that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I mean, it, it seemed like in that last playoff game, uh, he, 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 he lost the game for that team. Yeah. And it hasn't it hasn't gone from there. Number three on my list is um, uh, JJ Watt going to IR. And, That's uh, so he, sad. He's a good guy. He is. Um, you know, he is. Uh, he may come back this year as long as when his time on IR is up, if he's healed. Uh, the plan, as far as I understand it, is when he's almost off of IR, they're going to reevaluate his back and see if he needs surgery to repair it. Right. If that's the case, obviously he goes on season ending and should be back by the beginning of next year. But he may be, you know, in the playoffs if they get there. The yeah. question is, can they do that without him? Yeah, I get that. And um, I, I, I just, you know, I, I will never forget when I saw the news on Sports Center this morning. Having heard about it yesterday, but saw the news on Sports Center this morning about J.J. Watt, and I thought I read it accidentally as J.J. Watt sadlined. Instead of sidelined, I was like, "Well, of course he's sad about it." I don't understand. Uh, yeah, I would be sad too. <laughs> All right, continue. Uh, all right, another another one that's kind of uh, up there. Uh, well, it's uh, it's Des Des Bryant. He has a, a hairline fracture in his knee, mm. and um, he initially the report was he's still going to try to play on it. Uh, but now they're saying he may be out up to three weeks. And as a matter of fact, when he left the facility today, he was on crutches to keep uh, weight off of that joint. Yeah, and um, I was—I I already took him out of any lineup I had him in. Mm-hmm. And I think that our listeners should plan on doing that as well. Oh, yeah. I would say that you would need to find a, uh, a replacement for him uh, for at least three weeks, if not more, depending on the severity. I think this is a boost to Cole Beasley and Terrence Williams. I, I think Terrence Williams especially. Uh, he, oh, man. Terrence Williams always seems to come in. He's like the Dontrell Inman of Dallas. He always oh. comes in, does something towards the end of the year. You're like, man, where were you? <laughs> Week what, three. What an apt comparison. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's next? All right. 
Number, uh, oh, let's see. Okay, this one here. Uh, Belichick brought in uh, Shane Falco, Willie Beeman, and Johnny Moxon to try out for quarterback for week four. And he didn't sign any of them. No. Honestly, I don't even know who those people are. They're all fictional characters, but it was good. I was about to say. like, <laughs> Yeah, Falco's from The Replacements. He, um, uh, Keanu Reeves played him. Uh, Willie Beeman is from Any Given Sunday. That's played what I thought. Jamie Foxx and Johnny Moxon was from Varsity Blues, played by uh, Vanderbeek. Yep, yep. Cool. I was about to say, hold on. I don't, <laughs> I don't know any of those people. I know. That. Man, I gotta find them on my fantasy waiver wire. Wave away. How many, how many of our listeners do you think actually paused right after you said those names and flew to the waiver wire? <laughs> no one my age. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But you know, I am actually ten years younger than you. All right. You are ten years younger, and all those movies, to be fair, came out roughly, I think, when I was in high school or shortly after. So. Yeah, you're old. Uh, I have two more that are real, though. Uh, the first one is there are concerns growing about uh, uh, Dachshund's Achilles injury. Uh, oh, really? I'm, yeah. I'm near to the ground on the skins. I didn't even know that. Jay Gruden was in an interview. He said that he had uh, a concern about it because he seems to be reverting. So we'll have to see what happens there. Also, Jay Gruden and, has a history of lying. He lied about yeah, being committed to RG3. Yes, which is also very true. I mean, coach speak is coach speak, but you know, in season, you know, it's fast and it's furious when news is coming out. So, what would you do in his dynasty league with Dachshund? Would you sell him? No, no, no. You, uh, he's barely seen the field. What you do is you sit there and you hold on. The nice thing about a dynasty league is you, you, you know, before 2014, when you drafted a wide receiver, you may have one in the whole entire um, uh, class hit. So you, you you sat on them. You waited like three years. The rule of thumb used to be wide receivers took three years to mature enough to become adequate starters on your uh, on any team, you know, a normal team, let alone your fantasy team. What? So I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> so, yes, no, I, I would totally sit on him. I think he can do it. His age is a slight issue, but if he can get back out there, I mean, he's he's basically the Kevin White of this class right now. Or, I'm sorry, of the 2015 class. Yeah, okay. And then the last one is Kenneth Dixon returns to practice. Yes. Uh, although he's not supposed to start this week, he's supposed to, his goal is week five. So hopefully he gets back because the four set West, uh, whatever it is, is Sucks. not working out. And I feel bad for everybody that went out and spent money on West in the beginning of the season because I totally didn't. I'll, wait, hold on. Didn't you, though? On West, no. Okay, I didn't either. But for some reason, I thought you did. Um, no, I have a bias against West because he was once in Cleveland, and when he left, he made it sound like it was Cleveland's fault that he was bad. And I was like, no, it was your fault. Well, West is actually not a terrible running back. It's just that he has to get twenty-five touches to go anywhere. Right, but West was taken in the fourth round of the draft, and he yeah. was beaten out by a guy that was undrafted in Crowell. That's true. Um, I think Crowell is a sixth-round pick. No, he was an undrafted guy. Wow. Next, um, uh, uh, Joshua Cribbs, the only other guy that matters that was undrafted for the Browns. Uh, he's the best guy we've gotten. So, Cribbs? No, I think Cribbs. Where is he playing now? Or is he out of the league? He's Cribs, out of the league. I thought Cribbs was awesome. He um, was awesome. He was awesome. Yeah, and so, um, yeah, I, 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 honestly, I don't. Listeners, listen to me. If you don't listen to me at all for the rest of the season, we'll screw you. But um, but on this, I do not want one of our listeners to be in a league where Kenny Dixon is on the waiver. If mm-hmm. he's available, you get him. If he's yeah, not, absolutely. 
pick him up. I don't care who you have to drop. Drop drop Terrence West. Drop drop Trevor Seaman. Oh, in, in, a, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. I mean, I in this in this last um, uh, grounding on the go that I did uh, in running backs, I went through stashes, and the two guys that I wanted to stash was Deion Lewis, who's on PUP currently, yeah. and then Kenneth Dixon, who was going to be coming back soon, and then the news broke yesterday that he was coming out. I, so, I stashed literally both of those guys in every league again. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like we do this together. Um, <laughs> yep. So another observation that I have, and this is just kind of a general thing. Folks, you out there might be thinking you have a terrible running back situation. You probably do. Um, but that's not your fault. It's because the running back situation this year is terrible. Already, after week two, it, it was brutal. So mm-hmm. there are no clear – there are like maybe five running backs that are clear – Start start them every week, set them and forget them running backs. But then you've got to really think about the other ones. You're going to be starting RB2s. You've got a kajillion RB2s and RB3s that are worthy of starts right now. So mm-hmm. it's become more important than ever to check out the matchup, check out the pass production, and check out the team around those running backs. Um, right. You've got to really focus on the situation for these guys and honestly, that's what we're trying to do is help and help you in our ranks. If you have any questions, go ahead and tweet at us or email us, and we'll, we'll help you as best we can. But, you know, at this point, figuring out which running backs to start is kind of hard. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, take, you would think going into any week that Todd Gurley would be an obvious start, right? Like, yeah. matchup, it uh, doesn't matter. Any. In three weeks so far, he has never been in the top ten. Nope. His highest scoring game was twenty last week. Yep. And his first two weeks, he was out of the top thirty. Yeah. So, it, it's underperforming guys is part of it. Uh, guys who haven't come back from injury yet, like Jamal Charles, is part of it. Uh, week two, you know, bloody Sunday was basically when the running backs were injured. You know, I mean, I'm looking at the list right here. Foster's, you know, out. Uh, Langford didn't practice. Carey, uh, Kadeem Carey hasn't practiced. Gore took a vet day off today, but that doesn't really, you know. But Doug Martin and Jay Stewart are still out with their hammies and everything. I mean, there's a lot of guys that people took in, in redraft leagues in the first, you know, uh, up to the third round and everything that are on the sidelines still. And I will say, so if you think about it, like, if you have a spot and you have to choose between Theo Reddick and Charles Sims, that's mm-hmm. a tough call. If you have to choose between Duke Johnson and Giovanni Bernard, that's a tough call. Uh, yeah. So just, you know, go with your gut, do what feels right, because then the only person you have to blame is yourself, and at least you made a decision. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. All right, so I think we have a listener question. Yeah, let me get to that real quick. Uh, it's... Uh... It's a, a little bit of a long one, but I really, really liked it, and so I thought that it would be worth our time for sure. All right, all right. Give me the TLDR version. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got you. All right, so this is from Scotty, who is uh, also in our listeners' league. Scotty, Scotty, and Scotty. Question one of two. After the first three weeks of football, who are you fading? Who are you targeting to buy low? Who are you hitting the panic button on, and who are you selling high? Who am I fading? Um, wow, that's tough. Well, I sat down and I uh, went through a couple of them that I well, was trying to Well, aren't you just Mr. Prepared? <laughs> well, 
<laughs> I, I do notes. <laughs> That's my thing. Shut so up. how about I, I tell you what I have on my list and you tell me if you agree or disagree. Because, for example, in my selling high category, you said that this was a person you'd buy low. So Yeah, let's start with him. Okay, so in my selling high section, I have Terrell Pryor. I'm I'm buying low. I'm well, I'm on the I'm on the Pryor train. The thing though is this: Can you really buy low right now? Yes. Okay, because in my mind, he probably just had the best game that he's going to have this year. Yeah. Well, I disagree. Um, okay. I I think he had an outstanding game, but mm-hmm. you got to look at how it was used. He literally mm-hmm. played four positions. He did. He included yeah. safety for two snaps. I know. And um, I think that he <laughs> – uh, trust me, I know. Um, I think that he's going to be utilized as a wide receiver. I think that he's mm-hmm. going to get Josh Gordon back for goal line touches to throw to. Um, he was he was an effective quarterback. And mm-hmm. they're using him in the red zone as a red zone quarterback. I, I think that he's going to have the ability to both throw and catch passes. Um, he, he's a deep threat, so he can catch the long ball, but he can also throw that touchdown pass. I honestly, I, I think that Terrell Pryor is tantalizing. Um, okay. I'm, I'm not saying go out there and spend all your capital on Terrell Pryor, but I am saying that I think that people are blowing it off as a fluke, like certain co-hosts. Um <laughs> And well, see, if, if you're buying, if you're buying low on him, though, basically, to me, what you're saying is that he is going to eventually become the quarterback there this year. I could see that. Okay. I don't think so, I don't I think I don't think it's I wouldn't say it's likely, but I would I think it is definitely in the realm of possibility. Okay. Okay. Just because um, what you have uh, in the near future in Cleveland, as far as the wide receivers go, is you're going to have Gordon return, which is basically what. Uh, the long balls that Pryor was getting, that's Gordon's bread and butter. Yeah, and but who, as I saw, mean, what, who else are they going to throw it to? Those are going to be their two receivers. Well, right, but in four more weeks, they get Coleman back. Yeah, maybe. You know, if his hand heals properly. So you're going in, and I'm, I don't know. I, I just think that once those two guys come back, he's still going to produce, but the numbers that he was able to put up in this game, unless he's doing the gadgetry and everything where he's going to be a quarterback and run the ball from, you know, a direct snap and everything, he's not going to have the opportunity to see those types of games again. So the reason why he's so high for me is because I want to get him out before people realize that. That's true. I understand that. And I think that that's why I'm probably going to be buying Terrell Pryor from you. Well, if I have him in any league, you can have him. Great, thanks, buddy. <laughs> All right. Uh, in that now, same kind of concept in the category. Uh, Travis Benjamin's also a sell high for me right now because I don't think that he's going to maintain um, uh, his. He's going to be very touchdown dependent. Yeah. And I don't know if that's going to happen. You know, your Ty- Tyrell Williams is your guy that's going to be your PPR guy for this year and going forward, especially if you're in a dynasty league next year. Hopefully, Keenan Allen comes back and. I you know, I, I think Travis Benjamin will continue to put up solid production. Okay. Uh, I don't think I I don't think he's a buyer or a sell. I think All he's right. a hold. He's a hold for me. Um, I uh, well, I am interested in a PPR. Where do you have Tyrell Williams? Do you have him as a wide receiver one or two? Tyrell Williams, like for this week in particular? No, for the year. For the year, like, like, 
like up there in like wide receiver one land? No, I'm saying where do you have him? Like oh, wide receiver man. one, two, three, four, five. I probably have him as a three right now, uh, and I feel that he could go either into a low end wide receiver two as his ceiling, and his floor is like flex land. Okay, well that's a solid place to be. You know, I mean, it, it, he's usable. You know, that's he's he's one of the guys that you wanted to grab. I would rather have um, uh, an Adam Humphreys over him right now. A uh, uh, who? Is that somebody that we're about to? Talk about? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Adam Although, Humphreys. That is somebody he, that... He's not buying low. He's in the bargain bin because, uh, well, actually, he was on waivers this week, and uh, hopefully he's you still guys... on waivers. Oh, no, I, not in any of my leagues. I made sure I grabbed him everywhere I could. Uh, I got him in one league that we have together. Oh, okay, well. Ha-ha. <laughs> but, uh, so, I mean, you know, I, I'd rather have... Uh, Adam Humphreys, just because I, based on the two weeks that we've seen um, uh, Winston getting the ball to him and everything, there just seems to be a natural connection there that I really do think that, man, I wish Kenny Bell could have had that because before Kenny Bell was released, oh, he was, he had such a good opportunity. And, uh, okay, but anyways, so. Uh, Sorry. Lightning just struck right outside my window, and the thunderclap like shook my window. <laughs> well, that's fun. No, that's terrifying, Luke. We need to wrap this segment up now. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh God. Um, so yeah, okay. And uh, who else is on your list? Uh, well, Dave, two more guys on my selling high list. The first oh, one is Jeremy. <laughs> well, I no, I I got a lot. Uh, I I agree with Jeremy McKinnon. <laughs> and then Matt Ryan is on my uh, sell high list. Really? Yep. Uh, main reason is because for one, for um, uh, every ten throws he has made so far this year, he has scored one touchdown. And you don't think that's sustainable? No. Uh, closer to six, maybe even down to five, is considered high to normal. And so him having a, um, a, a, a one to ten ratio is. Uh, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, move him, move him while you can. He's still the number two uh, quarterback as far as fantasy points, only behind now Matthew Stafford. I so yeah, I have been two leagues. I'm considering seeing if I can trade him with a start one quarterback lead. So it's a little different, difficult. Mm-hmm. Who on waivers would you take to for Matt Ryan right now? Wow, that was another good one. You could hear the thunder coming through right now. Yeah. No, wow. it's crazy. So you know what? The first time it happened, I thought that was wind. And I was like, man, did you open your window? <laughs> yeah, dude, that's thunder, bro. Oh. Yeah, you're getting the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, right, right now on, on waivers, there's like – the problem is for me, any league that I'm in, the waiver, the cupboard's almost bare. Yeah, I know. You know, there's not much there. But I'll tell you what. What I would do is I would sell off Matt Ryan for – Say, I'm trying to find someone who, like maybe like a Willie Sneed, and then pick up Joe Flacco if I need help in my uh, wide receivers. That's what I'm thinking too. Or maybe a um, an underperforming running back that you think you could get like a Duke Johnson. Right. You see, see the the problem is is that anybody who was what I would consider to be a good running back zero candidate 
is already in the limelight because the original of running back has been injured. Yeah. You know, because Charles Sims would have been a nice grab at that point. Uh, going after someone like a Theo Riddick when, you know, you had Abdullah there. Those types of guys are the ones you're trying to target right. uh, in deals for situations like this. But everybody went out in the first couple of weeks. <laughs> so, up. yeah, you know, I mean, come, uh, Melvin Gordon was a buy low for me in week one. And then all of a sudden Woodhead gets injured and that's all you got out there. Yep. So... You know, all the buy-low offers, then that's the problem. More so than there's no one on waivers, anybody that you could trade with to try to get some kind of just a buy-low opportunity in the running back position here's, here's what is you do. all but gone. In your dynasty league, you trade Matt Ryan for Zach Zinner. And then just because you know <laughs> right? that like, everyone ahead of Zach Zinner is going to get injured. You just know it. <laughs> is, that, is he even back from his injury? Yeah, he's been a healthy scratch. Oh, well, that's not real reassuring. But my problem is that Dwayne Washington is supposedly about to get more playing time. Yeah. And, and as opposed to Zach Center coming in and doing anything, I think that he just needs to make the move to fullback and call it a day. I was being facetious, Luke. Thanks. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, was, I was giving hashtag analysis. <laughs> hashtag analysis. All right. Who, who, who? All right. So. Let's go from that to fading. My fades right now, and I'll read them all three real quick. Uh, Jamal Charles, because he's not back from his injury yet. Antonio Gates, because, I, like I said earlier in the, in the show, yeah. the writing is on the wall. And then TJ Elding, I'm fading. Uh, I'm not pushing the panic button on him yet, but I'm definitely fading him until I find out what's going on with Ivory. Uh, because I I, Ivory is on the practice report because of of having an ankle and a knee issue. Uh, plus, he's been out for the last couple of weeks with a uh, illness that you know we don't know really anything about. So uh, he's on my uh, list. You know, he was now he was limited today, and so he is practicing. But but so any of those guys' questions? Um, I do have one about Jamal Charles. I agree with the others, but yeah. um, do you think that Spencer Ware is going to continue to be a good start even when Jamal Charles comes back? Ideally, what I would like to see happen is uh, a lot like uh, a lot like how they have out in uh, Pittsburgh. How all of a sudden uh, Bell comes back and D Will takes a backseat kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see that. But what I think what's going to happen instead is they're going to try to save Jamal Charles to give him a little bit more time. They're going to try to save him closer to the end of the season when they lock a playoff spot for the playoffs. Yeah, so I think Spencer Rowe will still be a viable flex start. Okay, now my buy lows. Uh, the guys I'm trying to buy low, uh, first one is Gurley. And for the reason I gave earlier, uh, he, you know, he is out of two games, he's been out of the top 30. In Dynasty, I think if you can trade David Johnson for Gurley straight up, you should do it. I, I totally agree. Even you know, if you're and, contending. Right. I totally agree. Uh, another one is Jamison Crowder. I yep. think that. You know, he is very underappreciated in in Washington. And, you know, it's only going to be a couple more games before people start to realize that Cousins and him, they're the ones that are sitting there <laughs> connecting. Making beautiful um, mu- music. Yeah. Uh, Golden Tate. Uh, everyone's, you know, googly eye over Marvin Jones because of his huge game. And he was getting, you know, 20-point games before that one. Uh, Golden Tate is eventually going to get some usage because – Defenses are going to start trying to stop Marvin Jones. 
Honestly, I just dropped Golden Tate for Adam Humphreys. Oh, well, look at you. Well, you know, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I think I would rather have Adam Humphreys right now than probably Vincent Jackson. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, and I, I don't talking. Um, I'm just talking redraft. I'm not even talking dynasty. So I, I think I think that might be good. Um, and then three more. I have Isaiah Crowell as a as a buy low. I have Dante Moncrief as a buy low because he's still in injury land. And I have Zach Miller, the tight end for Chicago, as a buy low. Even uh, after that huge game. Oh yeah. I mean, come on. It happened once. You know, Zach Miller on waivers, I believe, uh, when I did the um, uh, grounding on the go, he was at a 26% ownership. Oh, my goodness. And he's only at 39 right now. Wow. And I, so, I mean, I dropped him for Kyle Rudolph only. Right. Well, which is a good call because, I mean, Rudolph is, you know, right still healthy. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. Um, and then finally, the three guys that I'm pushing the panic button on. Thomas Rawls, because uh, yeah, I didn't before, draft him anywhere. <laughs> before, yeah, before this season started, now I didn't either. Um, but before the season started, he was looking kind of dire, anyways, because you're like, is he going to come back healthy? And you know, oh, sure he is and stuff. Well, now he's out for multiple weeks. They're signing other running backs, and, and Michael I'm starter. yeah, and I'm getting questions all over the place asking me if he's droppable in a 12 man league and in a 10 man league. You know, at this point. Man, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I can come up with a good enough reason to keep him on my team. Yeah, me neither. Um, um, then there's Funchess, which I think is also another obvious one. Uh, he is not producing in Carolina. That's uh, just because there's not enough to go around. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know how they I don't know how they did what they did last year yeah. <laughs> without having uh, Kelvin Benjamin there. Now I know Kelvin Benjamin this last week scored a, a goose egg, but the two weeks before that, it was all him. And then finally, uh, Chris Ivory. And, you know, and it's basically just because I have no idea what's going on with him. They spent all this money on him. And, you know. Yeah. So though, that's that's who I'm uh, fading, buying low, uh, pushing the panic button on, and selling high. I agree with all of that as well. I think you did good, Luke. Now, what's, you said Scotty had another question. Yeah, second one is, and this is more of a uh, – just a more opinionative question. It's basically like when we're setting up for things like uh, – uh, DFS or streaming defenses or just start them once kind of things. Uh, what kind of things do we look for in our DSTs? Well, when I'm looking for a streaming defense or something like that, just a, uh, a borrow, I'm actually uh, looking for um, straight, like, it's matchup dependent. I want to mm-hmm. see what the team they're going against, what kind of offense it is, what this defense is good against, if they have a good coach, obviously. But I'm also looking at their schedule down the road because, you know, I'm always looking for that streaming defense that turns into my, like, starter. Right. So that's what I'm looking at. No, that makes sense. I, I agree. When Basically, for me, what I do is I look at the next three games. Uh, for yeah. example, uh, right now the number one defense as far as allowing scoring to happen on them in the league is the Eagles of all teams. They, on average, allow nine points per game. Wow. That's it. <laughs> so whoa, uh, so their defense is actually stepping up, and um, 
So they're a great grab right now. But the problem is with my streaming, if I'm going to stream with them, they are off this week. And yeah. if I'm streaming, I need help now. Now, next week when they're off, I may grab them and just let it ride. Because um, we now have a three-week uh, sample size of them going up against horrible teams such as Cleveland all the way up to a moderate team like Pittsburgh. Yeah, and I will say um, the one thing, another thing that I look at with defense is if, if I'm having trouble deciding between two, my tiebreaker is has either of them allowed, has either of them scored negative points? Yeah. And if they've allowed, if they've scored negative points, I get the other one. Mm, which makes sense. I mean, another thing for me is uh, DSTs usually means that they allow the uh, the kickoff returns and punt returns to count touchdowns. Yeah. And so, uh, if the tiebreaker for me would be if you know if that team has a really good return man or if they have a really good uh, gunner that can sit there and you know potentially knock the ball out, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then, so as far as a DFS goes, it's really the same for me. Obviously, though, it's a week to week basis because you're playing week to week. Uh, in that sense, I'm, I'm crunching the numbers. I'm looking at, uh, the team they're going against their run game percentages versus the run defense and the one I'm trying to decide, you know, and vice versa. I'll tell you though, uh, just in general, I'm fading on DFS, um, because, uh, all the new restrictions are making it really hard, at least in my state for me to actually even play. Absolutely. It hasn't happened here in Michigan yet, but I, I guarantee you it's, it's on the way here. Um, and, uh, yeah, so the, 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 that's true. You know, I mean, it, it, it's horrible what's happening. Uh, it reminds me of when I used to play poker a lot, the same kind of, uh, things occurred then. And there's still people trying to get it set, but Look, you uh, never but, played poker. You're a Puritan. You don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't do anything. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, I, man, I my, couldn't even keep a straight face. Um, my, my, t- were awesome but yeah then one real quick point about dfs also uh, another another thing that'll help me choose who to get is i stack um uh, defenses with good running backs so like for example i would take uh david johnson and arizona's defense and i would stack them because if they yeah. get ahead they're going to run the ball and it's going to um uh, you know allow them to score allow the other team to score less points against my defense which gets me more points exactly i agree with that that's a good idea um, one thing you avoid as well is starting a quarterback against your defense. Um, yeah, don't do that. Um, so because uh, no, you're just cutting your throat. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm actually had that situation in the huddle buddies, and I'm looking at how I'm going to fix that. So um, oh, yeah, that's a bad one for it. That's actually one of my favorite leagues. I'm not going to lie. I like that league a lot. I know it's so crazy. It is crazy. Um, I mean. I took yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. and then two defenses and then two tight ends. Those are my first five rounds, you know, <laughs> and, I, yeah. and I'm doing good with that. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. So um, anyways, folks, if you have any more questions, we've been answering a ton of questions via Twitter and email um, in addition to the ones we answer on the podcast. Uh, so make sure you're keeping those coming into us. We love hearing from you all, and that's really starting to take off some more. If you have questions, you can reach us on Twitter. I am at GroundingFF, and Luke is at Intentional underscore G. Uh, you can also email us uh, at our email. It is IntentionalGroundingFF at gmail.com. What's that, Luke? IntentionalGroundingFF at gmail.com. Can you say it backwards? Nope. Okay, just check it. <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, guys, going into Goodbye Weeks, it's going to be rough sledding for a little bit, but... Uh, 
you know, you'll get through it. Don't forget. Have fun. That's the most important thing. We look forward to hearing from all of you. Check out our sponsor, Savage Ultimate Apparel Company and Radiant, uh, the lifestyle blog. And we'll talk to y'all later. Thanks so much, folks. Have a great night.